Rockstar Podcast, episode 147. We sit down with Jay Webb from the Indie Street Film Festival, happening in July in Red Bank. We also talk with Cassie, the silent social media marketer for the Indie Film Festival. We talk things Red Bank. We talk about Jay's life in film and what to expect for the festival this year in its fourth year. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Rockstar Podcast, episode 147. Mariano, whenever you're ready. <laughs> One forty-seven already. I yeah, you done with your it. phone? I'm done with my phone. Okay. I, you know what? Listen, when the wife Aggie, how writes, you doing? You gotta respond right away. <laughs> no, no, you were rude to me before the. Uh... How was I? Oh, come on. Yes, please. Aggie, how I'm are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Lorenzo? Thank you for asking. It's so polite of you. <laughs> oh man, I was sitting on that. I was waiting for Aggie to sitting respond. Sitting on it to one. The end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say until the end. Of the episode. All right, you too. Okay, fireworks. Fireworks, awesome. Where? Once again, Bell works. Yes. The whole and, uh, podcast family went. Yes. We did. All of us. Podcast family and extended family, too. Yes. Everybody <laughs> behaved. I put you in charge of my family. Yes. Everybody behaved. Your mother, your mother was really cute because she was following Sophia around the, the, uh, the whole thing. And oh, whenever, yeah. Whenever yeah, there was great. a moment. That happens like at she, the house, too. It's great. It was like she was the cameraman every time there was a catchable <laughs> oh, yes. moment. She would snap, the phone would come out and yes. snap a picture. You know what the amazing part is, is that the iPad is home. My mom's phone is attached to my account. So these maniacs take photos all day while they're together. And guess what shows up on my iPhone? I go to post something on Instagram and there's 600 photos of my mom walking around the living room because Sophia is following her taking pictures of the fucking iPad. So this is what I get. And then I see it. I'm like, what? Is-? And I have to scroll down, scroll down. Aggie, how was your experience? Good? It was wonderful. This was my first time at the Bellworks Fireworks, and it was really quite an amazing show. And my kids just ran off and had fun together, and I was free to drink some champagne on my own. It was great. <laughs> you had the most millennial moment of having basically a set up a picnic with, I think, every organic fruit, fruit I've seen. We did. Yes. Yeah, we kind yes. of, we brought the fun. Uh, we had a beach bag full of, you know, organic dried fruits and cheeses, and it was fantastic. Because honest to God, I'm walking past, <laughs> and I look over, and I'm like, who's bringing, oh, because you were kind of like sitting along the bench on the side, yeah. and I couldn't see. And uh, yeah, we bring the picnic party everywhere we go. No shoes. You required. should make shirts about that and stuff <laughs> like that. Mom, hard. Didn't somebody step in the blueberries too? Oh yeah, my little one decided <laughs> to sample our organic six dollar blueberries with her toes, which was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Well, did she try to eat them after? One hundred percent. I'll give you the quick story. When Sophia was two, she watched a video, and it was some girl on YouTube had socks, but they had they were scented, if you can believe it, like of strawberries. She lost her mind for 45 minutes to an hour. I had to put strawberries in her socks. No. Oh I then God. boiled the socks. Oh and then I let them dry out in the backyard for an hour. She put them on. They smelled like everything but strawberries and lost her mind. So that was my like half afternoon one day. That is the and she still brings it up. She remembers ever. it. I'm impressed that you went that far. Yeah. I mean, as men, we grow up <laughs> trying to make women not cry our entire <laughs> life. You think that's going far? <laughs> I used to drive four hours to Boston for a girlfriend. <laughs> Boiling strawberries is hardly a big problem. <laughs> Jay, how are you, buddy? We have a guest today. How's it going? Good. Oh, was that Batman? How's it going? Thank you. <laughs> uh, Cassie's here, too. She doesn't want to talk, but I'm going to annoy her all day and just bring her in every once in a while. Hi, Cassie. Just wave for the audio. Thank you. Cassie uh, says hi. I'm Jay- her translator. Okay. Don't translate. <laughs> uh, you'll get it wrong, my man. Uh, Jay, where are you from? I am from Long Branch, New Jersey. Yes. Um, so just right around the corner from here. Grew up from, uh, was born to a one-legged Polish woman. No, I'm, okay. I think you're going to be Dr. Evil and tell me that your wife was like a bougie. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Idea. No, I was uh, born in Long Branch, so grew up a uh, local Jersey Shore boy. Okay. Um, you know, every time that I travel outside of Jersey in the U.S., it's uh, the Jersey Shore, obviously, as you know, just has like a very weird connotation to everyone. Do people understand yeah. that this, this is called the Garden State for a reason? Like, it's, I'm from Bergen County. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no comment. But yeah, yeah, it's outside of Bergen County. Like we are the Garden State because we have a lot of 
garden type stuff and beaches, yeah. but yeah. people are just like, Snooky! And I'm like, yeah. they're all from Staten Island yeah. and Long Island, except for Sweetheart. I, I like to say it's a, a defense mechanism of sorts yeah, that's okay. built into I Jersey. Into it, you? You know, <laughs> just because, like, we already still are the most, you know, quickly growing state, but we have all these things like Newark that people fly into, and they're like, I don't want to go back there. And then, yeah. like, the Jersey Shore, we're like, I don't want to go hang out with those people, you know? <laughs> so it keeps people away, I think. You know, it's like, okay, guys, you just, no, it sucks here. It sucks. Yeah, yeah right. Keep that secret. You yeah. know, they had the shirts, uh, you know, on the boardwalk in Seaside with all the, like, you know, with all the writings and stuff. And one of the most popular one in the 90s was... Welcome to Jersey, now go the fuck home. Yeah. Like, it was literally that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they talk about Newark, but, like, you can actually get legitimate Latin food in Newark. It's amazing. You go to yeah. Ironbound, it's yeah. a whole different you experience. You actually have to leave the Definitely. airport, though, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, what else are you? Are you doing something? There's a festival, I heard. Yes, yes, there is something that I'm doing over these last few weeks, uh, getting a little busy in preparation for the Indie Street Film Festival. It's our fourth year in Red Bank, New Jersey. Oh, congratulations. So thank you very much. Yeah, we're, um, we kind of highlight different voices from around the world, bring them into the community. Uh, pretty much like we're really uh, passionate about opening up local uh, people to different perspectives from around the world. And so we program films that are from the US, but also internationally, uh, that can give us a little taste of what it's like to be other, other types of people from other upbringings and other uh, situations. And from that, hopefully people can deal with each other with a little bit more empathy and compassion. And I read that in, in putting this together, you really tried not to make it about winning the festival. You tried to make it a little bit more about exposure for different ideas and, and films. Can you expand a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so, so Indie Street Media, which is uh, where what the festival was born from, is a cooperative distribution platform. So uh, basically, filmmakers that are going to self-distribute, this is a way that they can connect with each other to promote each other's films, to share audiences, to share other resources with each other. Uh, just because like there's not much of a fair playing field in the distribution world when you're talking about like it's either a Netflix or a studio um, against one little filmmaker that has a really important message, an important, important story to share, but sometimes it's just not necessarily a film or a story that's meant for the masses. So they have to kind of like go on their own and, and figure out how to find their audience. Um, so the film festival and Indie Street in general just really does whatever we can to help them do that. So even if, uh, if you're just an official selection but you don't win the film festival, we still uh, do everything we can to consult and connect uh, the filmmakers with people that can kind of you know, change the, the future of their film. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you said this is the fourth one. Yep. yep. So how did you get started doing this? Uh, well, Red Bank didn't have a film festival, and one of my very good friends, Jim Scavone, is the executive director of the Red Bank River Center. So we just kind of started talking, and um, I think a lot of the film distribution philosophies and ideas that I had were getting a little too big. Like, oh, like let me connect this Australian filmmaker to this other person in Zimbabwe, and then this Cambodian filmmaker. And I think um, having live experiences and uh, live film screenings with filmmakers there is really the way to make a connection with an audience member where you can actually like, sit there and talk and ask the filmmaker about it. it that be, that, that's what makes you a fan. Like, you just, if you see something on social media that looks kind of cool, like, you forget it 10 seconds later, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so setting up these, more than even just the film, we try to connect um, live interactive arts experiences like live music, comedy. Uh, we do a community barbecue a part, as a part of our environmental documentary. This year it's called Artificial, but F-I-S-H, because um, it's about kind of what human beings have done to the salmon, salmon population because we think we can like re-engineer nature and it just oh, wow. doesn't seem to work. Huh. Um, so yeah, we, we like to integrate really fun, uh, interactive experiences, bringing the filmmakers in. We have happy hours and parties and stuff that the, that the audience can kind of talk to the filmmakers and have some really cool local brewery sponsors this year that are donating some refreshments. Uh, that's Red Tank, Triumph, and Jug Handle, so oh, nice. that's, uh, they've been awesome. Um, so yeah, it's just, just kind of like gathering together. Uh, we invite our audience members to take a, a journey through, through hum humanity. To <laughs> 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 yeah. If you uh, and, uh, and yeah, and just um, pretty much 
everyone that comes uh, tends to be impacted in some way, whether it's inspired to kind of like make their own art or just inspired about a subject matter. Like there's the, the rewards of all the thousands of hours of work is when just people like leave a theater or leave a, an art talk and they're just like, whoa, you know, it's like, this, mm -hmm. this, this was crazy. Like I, like I had a woman come up to me and just start crying and like, this is the most amazing film I ever had. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like, don't go talk to the filmmaker. I just like <laughs> asked them to come, you know, like this wasn't me who did this, but I really appreciate it. I've had it. women uh, come up to me crying. <laughs> <laughs> it was usually at uh, Cadillac Bar in Hoboken, 2 a.m., but that's another story. Um, so I used to have a, there's a, I, John Arcara, right? With, yep. uh, right. So I know him very well. And uh, I used to be, have a store in Red Bank. Cool. Um, and I know what happens when festivals happen in Red Bank. So what, is it, is it two days, three days? Five days. Five days, yep. okay. So Wednesday, July 24th to Sunday, July 28th. So and it's, a, it's a public service announcement. Best way to get in there with parking and stuff like that? Is there so, so if you're coming from um, anywhere further than a few miles, actually NJ Transit, like coming on the train, because mm -hmm. you can just jump off Two River Theaters directly across the street. The films are also playing at Bowtie and uh, Detour Art Gallery. So everything's walkable. We have a lot of amazing shops and restaurants. So as you're going between theaters, you know, you'll like pass by a filmmaker and be like, oh, hey, what's up? I remember I saw you at that film. And it just like becomes this little um, kind of surge of activity and, and interaction in, in the town throughout the five days. So it's a fun time. Um, now, you have, uh, you have a production company, Evolving Films, right? Evolving Productions, yeah. Evolving, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Productions. That's all right. Um, Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> are you still um, are you still involved in that? Do you, do you guys submit anything to the film? So no, no, that's certainly a conflict of interest. But um, my production company in the last uh, few years has taken a little bit of a backseat to the distribution and kind of helping uh, other filmmakers. Okay. Um, so we still we still do things like um, give give our cameras out and things like that, but we haven't had a, a feature production in a while. Um, so maybe at some point uh, I will realign and go back into production, Just, but I think uh, my experiences in indie film production kind of left me a little bit like, I don't know what the word is, but uh, it was just like a, a, a tough and like more snaky business than other businesses, which is, which is weird, but I guess that's just what happens when you like mix the fame element into mm -hmm. uh, the whatever people think of as success. Um, I don't know what you mean. Could you get me a water? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, sorry. So, so yeah, I moved a little bit away from production, but we still do small, small things here and there. But no, we don't have any films in the, in the film festival. Um, even our programmers, everybody nowadays is a hyphenated thing in the in the creative and production world. So our programmers, even our filmmakers at times, or actresses, but some of them are actors um, or producers or whatever. But you know, even their films, we kind of just yeah. There's we we don't have to accept films from our own team because there's so many great films out there, and it's not about that. We're just about mm -hmm. it's about celebrating all the unique voices out well, there. And your approach sounds like it's you're you're helping the filmmakers around the issues that you experienced as a producer um, to to get in front of eyes to to have more exposure for those films, et cetera. So. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's weird because even my experience uh, in in production and distributing um, my own films were was over eight, eight to 10 years ago. And now it changes so much every year that it's even like consultation that I can give. It's kind of uh, a collaborative effort to just discover the best thing for that film. Like, so it's really just shooting things back and forth. Hey, like maybe there's this small audience that you're not thinking about that's really gonna like trigger and, and be like super, uh, or the film will resonate with or whatever. So. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's just kind of trying to help help people navigate, and, and 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 the film festival side, it's just bringing these amazing stories to try to inspire uh, the local are community. They all, are they all amazing? They are all amazing. One hundred percent. I mean, you know, uh, eight to ten years ago, though, when you were doing it, right? It was easier and harder. I guess it was easier because if you posted something on Facebook, people actually saw it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now, not yeah. as much, but. You have so many different levels of places you can go to. Instagram, obviously, and all different places. Do you find that the people who are submitting the films to you 
are they the hopeless romantic about their films? Do they have the business understanding that they might have to do certain things? Is because it, as a designer, I don't hang out with designers because they team, seem to think everything was the holy grail that they've created. All right. I'm like, dude, it's a right. business so card it's, it's, it's half and half at this point. I've, every every year, uh, more filmmakers are becoming more realistic about what it means for their film to be a success. Like you don't need to be on the big screens for your film to have impacted right. people. You know, so. Um, there's some some that you know if, even though oh I, it took me ten years to make this film and I just scraped up ten thousand dollars and I made this awesome thing and I I'll have like a really honest conversation with them and say like what's the number one most important thing for you like is it for the most people to see it or is it for you to make your money back and then you so then you can do the next one like it, I don't you, think those are bad things either right no, sometimes no. they feel like you can't be a set like yeah maybe. You want to make bank on this so you can go really do what you can do. Yeah, so, so you, I just wanted you, to, yeah, you have to find it. out what the filmmaker's priority is. And, you know, like I try to um, to tell them that that actually should be considered even before making the film, because uh, that's where the expectations don't like meet reality. If you don't if you're not very honest about what you're doing and why you're doing it and who you want to see it, um, when you get to the, the finish line, um, it just might not be exactly what you thought, and right. maybe the, if that's what you wanted from that film, maybe you should have made a different film. You know, exactly. so. Aggie, this sounds like right up your alley. I know, I know. I'm so excited. So I have, I have a background, a creative agency background, and so creatives are my favorite type of people to work with. And you'd mentioned something a little bit about how creative people are so multifaceted. Sometimes they kind of limelight as you know the talent, and then they're producing and the filmmaker and, and whatnot. So tell us a little bit about kind of your other hobbies that you might be focusing on right now. Okay, <laughs> how much time you got? The Watt Band? <laughs> what? You, so, is that you? No, that's my wife. It but is that's a good wife, one. Okay, yeah. So, so what? My, I, I'm never going to be as cool as my wife and my child's eyes. Pretty much, you should have. I should have invited her because she's the more interesting of the webs. But uh, I didn't want to yeah. say anything. But as I was looking at both your profiles, yeah. I found that I was looking at her stuff, and I'm like, she's oh, cool. Like, why did we? Right. That's Jay. So yeah, she's a she's a singer in a band called So What. Um, so my hobby, as far as that goes, is just like going to watch her. <laughs> sometimes I carry, sometimes I carry a microphone stand. I was or a whatever, roadie for know? many, many years. You get in and you get front row. With yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's cool. It's cool. And you know, my my daughter is old enough to kind of know what's going on. So like, we bring her with a little, uh, you know, headphones, and she sits there and watches cool. mom. And then you know, how old? Uh, a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. She's she's sweet. So that's a pretty big hobby at the moment. Um, then you know I I've, I started a business in 16 years ago in Costa Rica called Surf Costa. So that was uh, a because I had a few friends down there, the Gleasons, who are just like best friends of mine, and we kind of sat down and figured out a way that we can start a tour guide company. So that's been going on, and uh, it's like an adventure tour business. Is that how you met your wife? Uh, no, no, I met no. her at uh, the Avenue restaurant. Or, that was my next yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that or the Avenue. I when, when you do things like think that you know you're somehow can have a surf company and then you can like make films, you still need to make money because like most of these things just like either scrape by or lose money. So um, I waited tables for like 12 years Preach. while doing all those things. Yes, me too. Um, so Avenue was one of the places that I waited and thank God because I met my wife as a hostess. I, like I had just finished working there but I went back in for dinner like to meet the manager and then she was, she was hostessing there because she just moved to New Jersey and was looking for gigs or looking for a band to join. It's a good thing that and you weren't there on a date. Yeah, no, it wasn't a, yeah, that <laughs> I was hoping for like a big Costa Rica story. Like I had to like offer like, you know, dowry and stuff like that back in that <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, man. That's okay. Where is she from? You said, she's from Jap J Japan, so she's, she's Japanese okay. and then came uh, over and here. Is it a clothing line? Is there is there something close? Oh, Surf Coast. Is, yeah, that's what it I also has a, a clothing line okay. associated with it because it's kind of more like a lifestyle brand. It's the Co Costa Rica is very much so like Pura Vida. Everybody needs to like prioritize the right things and take it a little bit slower. You know, it's just like let's slow it down. Everybody, hey, family's important. You don't have to like run around like a crazy person, which. Even when I'm back here in the States, I do all the time. I can't stop myself from doing it. You know, it's just like, it's just the natural energy where you're like, oh, I, I got to get this done. I got to do this. I got to do that. But then, you know, it's at least nice to go to, go to Costa Rica if you have the opportunity to do it just because you can see um, even the poor people that are super happy for the most part, and they might have like next to nothing, but right. there's like the beach and 
you know, they, you, they have their kids and family. And, and you said you were a server at Avenue in yeah. Long Branch? Yeah. Uh, I've done probably about 60 weddings there. Oh, but yeah. it was probably, when were you a server? Uh, like 2003. Yeah, Bacardi like and Cokes two, all night yeah, long. It was like Thank the first you, year. Yeah, the, <laughs> the first year, the first year that it was open until like, you know, after 10 years after that. Gotcha, guess, gotcha. So, <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, back to the festival. Um, you said it's five Yeah, days. that's what we're here to talk yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Not yeah. Really. Okay. <laughs> Actually, what's your daughter's name? Kyla. Kyla. Uh, Kyla. Oh, nice name. I like it. Yeah. You gotta say a little you, bit louder you so people can actually hear you. <laughs> he tends to look at me and whisper things, and I'm like, "Hello, oh my gosh. hello." Well, no, because we have that kind of a relationship. <laughs> I, like, I like the dynamic. Yes, it's nice. yes. I tell, "Hi, Cassie. How are you? Good. All right. Great. Good. Making sure you're still here." <laughs> you he purposely know, waited till you were drinking your water. Now you can just nod, and I'll answer for you. You handle marketing and right. Okay, so. Jay for Jay, correct? Yeah. I feel like that we're like at a CNN news conference and he brought the attorney. <laughs> right. And he has to look. She speak. says, yes, you may yeah. answer that. No, you may but, not. Or but, the three of us are getting fired and Jay's here to deliver. You know, I've had it. Goodbye. It's been a nice run. We ended on this. Cassie uh, should be on the mic to filter my thoughts, though. I think it's like we're reversed. No, right Jay, now. you <laughs> just say you whatever the hell you want. Don't you look at her. <laughs> Cassie, you come over here. You're talking a little bit. Don't you worry. Don't worry. We can edit it. All right. I edited one clip of. Can you edit that out? It's on, bro. Can you edit that out? Look, we got like 7,000 people here and there to listen to this stuff. So whatever you say, there's no going back. Aggie, do you want to say something uh, personal now that you know there's 7,000 people that listen to it? Something personal. Yeah. Um, oh, you, that was guys. your line. I get you. Okay, <laughs> Lucy. Okay, Lucy. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the film festival. How does? Uh, well, the first year, how was it? How many people? Do you think? So, uh, as you as you would expect, like it just wasn't as uh, like known about the awareness. Yeah. It takes some time. So there was probably like you know a thousand people the first year, and then it's grown to about four or five thousand. I mean, it always depends because there's so many different events. Yeah. Um, throughout the five days that it kind of like, you know, one year we had Lisa Lampanelli. So like our numbers that year, because she did two shows were like pre-lap band or post-lap band. What's that? Pre-lap band. Uh, the, she lost a ton of weight. Yeah. 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 This like, was unrecognizable. Post, yeah, post. I'm a big Howard Stern fan. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. This was post. Okay. I mean, she still like had the same, similar, similar routines. Oh about, yeah. No, you know, absolutely. Like, still yeah, super, she's still raunchy as, yeah, yeah, raunchy as could yeah. be, you know, yeah. but it was more about like, you know, sex with black guys than it was yeah. about how fat she was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's in my kinda... routine too. Yeah. Funny, um, <laughs> so random. Uh, yeah. So, so curious for for our seven thousand listeners um, about. Well, I don't know. It's a, the numbers. It's <laughs> or seven or seven. It's I mean, seven. It's, 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 it's a rough number. Seven listeners. So, so for all the listeners, how do they attend this festival? Do you need like a band? How do you get in? So uh, you go to indiestreetfilmfestival.org and you can purchase a bunch of different types of passes. So uh, we have a full five day all access pass um, that gets you into all of the films, panel discussions, all the happy hours, all the parties, all the music performance, stand-up performance. We, on the Saturday night, we have a um, East Coast premiere of a film called International Falls by Amber McGinnis, and uh, Eric Griffin is flying in from L.A. because he's in the film, and he's a really amazing comedian, so he's going to do a, a live stand-up as a part of that film screening. Um, on Wednesday night, our opening night, we have a film called Gay Chorus Deep South, and this is uh, the San Francisco, it's a documentary about the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, and they do a tour of music through the, all of the states in the South that have the most anti-discriminatory LGBT laws. So it's pretty intense uh, film, and but the message is like, that comes out of it is, is quite inspirational. Um, and then as a part of that, the Mammoth Civic Chorus is, uh, is coming to do a performance just as like a tributary performance to the message of that film. Hmm. Um, so there's these things that we like mix in that are organic t- as a part of the film, but a different, like, different form of art um, just to kind of like enhance the impact of the story even. Mm-hmm. Um, but so back to the passes, you can even get day passes, which we started last year. I think a lot of people, you know, it would be cool if you could go for five days to a film festival, but people have real lives. You probably can't afford the yeah. pass if you can afford to go for five days, <laughs> yeah. unless yeah. you're independently wealthy. Right, right. So, so we do a day passes because a lot of uh, people out there can... Well, the day passes includes the nighttime party, too, so oh. maybe it's a day and night pass. Um, and those get you into all the films for that day, the happy hour, and the after party uh, with sponsored um, open bars. So. How cool is it that it's in Red Bank? I feel like I'm so glad that we're speaking, because selfishly, I'm like, I didn't know this stuff went on in Red Bank. I usually <laughs> do all this type of stuff in, the, in New York. 
Yeah. So it's nice to think that this is right in our backyard. And for those listening, easy to get to from Very Andre easy to get to. Yeah. And for the, those listening also, what Jay has gone through because I had a storefront in Red Bank I, to get to where he needs to get to, I know the product. <laughs> yes, see, Red Bank is red tape as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's challenging. But I would suggest if you're going for the day, right, what time does it start? Uh, so it depends on the day, but films will start around like 11 or noon. Um, on Saturday, we have a, a, a Meet the Filmmakers panel discussion, so that day starts at 10. Okay. Um, but Where's yeah, that? Uh, so that's at Two River Theater. Okay. Uh, Saturday's at Two River Theater, and Wednesday opening night's at Two River Theater, just because that, that theater is more conducive to the live performances. Hmm. Um, but then a lot of the films are also at Bowtie Cinemas or Detour Art Gallery. And Count Basie's not involved? So Count Basie is a sponsor, but because of their expansion this year, they right. aren't, uh, the theater is not they, open not done? for service. Oh, they're not done with it? No, no, no. So, okay. so no, they, no. They, they will be. Like, they've done it in sections, but um, in like Red Bank or Count Basie in general, like this is a little bit slower because of the people going to the beach that they like kind yeah, of are, okay. but, but it's going to be a beautiful space. So everybody should be excited to see what Count Basie is turning into because it's crazy. I hope they get my crazy guilty pleasure also. of Duran Duran there one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped panties for that band. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem saying that. Go ahead, Mary. You want to, go ahead. You want to follow that up? <laughs> I can't, I can't I follow, follow that up. I mean, panties. it's funny because I'm always getting ready for to to give a serious question and just every every podcast, just before I give the series question, you drop a line like well, that, first and then off, I'm like, I can't, I can't follow it's that been up. Been I can't. Segue. How do I segue? <laughs> it's been eleven years. If you would have told me this, I don't know. Any time in the past eleven years, maybe I would have been more like, Jay, what's your philosophical no, no, thought no, no. on the political system today? It and, works. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Go ahead. Um, just, you didn't no, bring well, your whole brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring my my oatmeal today. No. So, um, what were you? What are the future plans? for the festival? Are you going to continue doing just the Red Bank, or do you think that you'll do others? So our immediate plans, um, I, we, we kind of take it take it year by year uh, when it comes to like expansion. I think, generally speaking, we'd never want to become as large as uh, Sundance or a Toronto right. because then you kind of lose the intimacy, you know? So mm -hmm. like I've been to film festivals like Sarasota and like other, other ones where it's... You, you get to meet the filmmakers, you know? And even as a producer sometimes in Sundance, the, a filmmaker that I want to talk to or a distributor that I want to talk to is so booked and they're just like, even when you meet with them, it's like, okay, in 10 minutes, I got to go somewhere else. And mm. like, it just becomes this like other beast and it's not really um, a connective experience. It's an experience of some sort, but it's just not as uh, connective. So we don't aren't looking to like expand it, make it two weeks long or invite way more films than this. Um, but uh, there's always a possibility of, poss of moving it around, like not at the same time, but possibly like having in the winter in a different area of the mm -hmm, country mm -hmm. or uh, world. I, you know, I don't know, maybe Indie Street, Costa Rica, you know, who knows? Hey, yeah. Yeah. Can we make it like Burning <laughs> Man? <laughs> yeah, not yeah. fire. Right, what was, was it fire? What was the, uh, the one that bombed? Fire. Fire oh, Festival. Fire Festival, yeah, yeah. And that, you see they're bringing it back and they're saying that it's legit this time? Um, I can't believe they're actually bringing it back. There's no way. I mean, it, they could, but if you pay for it and go... <laughs> You're a fool. Yes. <laughs> or you might be one of the real lucky ones that it actually works for the 12 people. But um, Come to the Fire Festival. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, um, Kevin Smith uh, has... The, his comic book store in, in Red Bank. I'm, yep. I'm wondering, does he get involved in those? So uh, two, two of the comic book men that are his uh, partners in the store, Mike, Mike Zapsik and Ming Chen, are advisors of the festival. Oh, cool. So like the comic book store and those guys are certainly involved. They'll usually come do some intros and stuff. Um, Kevin Smith mostly, uh, mostly is, when it comes to things like this and, and associating his name to a brand, he doesn't do it because he doesn't want it to become about Kevin Smith. Like, it, mm -hmm. it's not good for any, for either side if it's like, oh, Kevin Smith is going to be there, and now it's the Kevin Smith Film Festival, and it's like, mm -hmm. Kevin Smith didn't pick the films, right. industry right. picked the films, and like, he would then have to like, be a part of curating if people are going to think it's, right. so right. He, right. he's kind of like, at least through the channels that, um, like, have spoken to me about it, it's more like, you know what, I did my own thing to, like, to build whatever the heck I am now, and so you do your own thing to build whatever you are, and he totally supports, uh, like, supports us and the arts locally in a lot of different ways, like, he came to Film One Fest, which is a partner uh, festival of ours in Atlantic Highlands, he came to a talk, and, and, you know, like, he'll, he'll, 
push things if he can or, or help promotion, but it's not like there's no like direct uh, tie. He's not on the Red Bank like visual scene. When I, I was there for the storefront for a year and a half, I was actually on the, an extra on, on the smart. What's the the show that they run? The video, the which they do the comic the, book man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm an AMC. extra in the background. Oh, and cool, I yeah. The, yeah, but um, you're like waving when you're not supposed no, I'm to. Looking at the, I'm looking <laughs> at a record or something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but he. He wasn't. A, he was. I never really saw him. I hardly ever saw him. I think I saw him like twice. But he's not like. Yeah, he, he lives in LA. His fame to like, he'll do it to help you. It seems like, from the behind the scenes. But he's not looking for oh, the. Oh yeah, he's the, he's not looking. I, he, no, I, he isn't. I never got that impression from him. He's much more a behind the scenes kind of guy. Yeah, he hasn't sold out. I guess is. Yeah, I mean, well, crazy. there's a couple films that question <laughs> yeah, that, no, and fine. he might even say that there's you know one well, you or know, two films that he did pay, for a studio that was bills. like, yeah. yeah, no, but then now he's gone back to doing w- weird stuff that, like, even the the, the last few films that he did were. Uh, not very well received, but he's like on a journey, and he's gonna like some things people aren't gonna like, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're all on a journey. Yep, <laughs> figuring uh, some something yes. out. For the journey this morning. Um, <laughs> as far as the uh, next year, other films, how do they get in front of your eyes or in front of the panel's eyes to see? Like, how does the process go in terms of So, yeah, we start um, submissions in December, and we have a panel of 10 10 different people that, so at least two people will watch every film. We had 500 or so submissions this year, Hmm. of which we chose 65 films. Um, And then once we have two of the panelists that will watch the film and say, okay, like this is something that should be in consideration. Then our programming team, myself and our festival producer will all watch it. And then we have a battle royale to you see which see some film. weird <laughs> shit. Though. Like the first 500 that gets submitted, like the first, like the bottom 10, you must be like, oh, there's some weird, like, there's some, this is like a whole, this must be like American Idol. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's just like a 10 minute video of your nose. Like. Yeah. Oh well, look, the, the golden egg on Instagram got like 600 billion right. follows. So who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, you just you just got to Instagram. I understand. Is that a good transition? <laughs> <laughs> comfortable? Are you comfortable? The, okay. the like complete fail, like sort of American Idol things. I typically don't. It, I don't get to watch just because they're like don't don't. You're, get you're the there. second they, level. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get to the second the level. You, so. you, have, you, have, <laughs> you have filters for I, that kind of. And stuff. I and I. So you sold out. You're not a man of the people. I, I would okay. love to. I would love to watch. Cassie, how you doing over there? Good. All right. Good. Sell out. Yeah. No. I so but I I think maybe there's there's a, a a program for those because like sometimes the weirdest like what one person would say is the worst could could make for some interesting uh, viewing well, what's, what's <laughs> one of like the worst the movies that you've seen like is there like a I mean, I could go deep, but like, well, because I'm the worst, oldest. Worst movies that I've seen. Yeah, but that's like, like if you remember, like the '80s, like '80s HBO, like there were movies like Krull, um, The Labyrinth, like just crap. Wait, did you just say The Labyrinth? Well, I'm just saying. The, the, yeah, yeah, Labyrinth sorry. is not. A, not, not no, no, no. I, I meant to say. Uh, there's the one, okay, it's the. Yeah, that would be the, a tough one to argue. There's a bunch of uh, quote or, or hashtag little people on a. Pirate ship and oh, their pirate. Yes, yes. I, I know which one you're talking about. It was on refunds all the time. It's, I can't remember. Or the, the, the never-ending story, the like time the, bandits. That's time bandits. Yes. Oh my god, the worst movie in history, bandits. and I've watched it three hundred thousand times. Howard the Duck was one that I I, oh I never want to. I don't want to revisit yeah. it because I'm like I know it's probably bad, but I have this fond memory like, of it. <laughs> yes. It, well, that's what I'm saying. The nostalgia of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, what's the style of some of the films that you're seeing? Is it uh, so, you know what I'm saying? Is it? It seems like a lot of the films, from an outsider's point of view, are trying to make it like a Vice documentary, hit home so, style. So there are there are those, but um, certainly we have a film called Sanctuary, which is about a um, uh, a woman, the first woman in New York, that uh, had to go to a church to take sanctuary and not be deported because she has like you know many kids and. Um, Basically, ICE is not allowed to go into churches to take people out. So that's what some some people are choosing if the church is willing to do so to take the take in. Right. Folks. So you said that's a documentary. That's a documentary. Um, so that one's called Sanctuary by Andrea Cordoba, and that's on on Saturday at Two River at five forty. Uh, so obviously, that's like a pretty hot Heavy. button and important topic uh, for people to come and watch and see what's actually happening because it's it's a documentary that doesn't uh, have the filter of the media or one side or the other. Um, and then there's a film called Exit, um, which is a woman that directed it and is starred in it that is 
tries to figure out how to get out of a uh, a rights a rights uh, right sided extremist group. Very hard to mm -hmm. exit these types of things once you become a part of it. And even if you realize, like, holy crap, like this is going too far. The, the groups make it really difficult, so that's obviously a pretty heavy one. This is not like leaving the Amish, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit different? I think so it's a little yeah. little tougher. Like, yeah, right. you, you, <laughs> yeah. Breaking up, what's it, what's it called? The, the, you know the show I was thinking about, I forget. Amish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amish, yeah. Amish stuff. <laughs> um, but then, like, we have uh, character-driven dramas that are going to, like, you know, still give some type of a message, and, like, we, we look for films that uh, have story over budget, so basically they can do a, a lot with a little a bit of resources. And this film is super simple, but hilarious. Um, it is about a, a woman who, her husband's kind of cheating on uh, cheating on her, or I guess only a guy would say that kind of cheating. <laughs> yeah, that's you're right. That's weird. I that's mean, weird. She, he is cheating on her. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Or like, I, I think in my head I was thinking she was not sure. So like, that's weird. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yes. okay. You're speaking for the guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like, I'm not sure. Yeah. So um, he's only taking her out to dinner. I mean, <laughs> and she's not cheating. And she wants to become a stand-up comic. So it's her uh, coming of age, sort of like to to get the courage to confront her husband, and then also basically like. Hey, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be a stand-up comic, and so really a uh, a dark, pretty dark comedy. But it's very well done and uh, done on a shoestring budget. And the the director Amber McGinnis will be there, and Eric Griffin, who's in the film, is gonna come for stand-up. So uh, it really, it's films that that we see are very innovative in one way or the other um, to make not a huge budget into something that's going to like um, be emotionally charged and emotionally charged could mean make you crack up you know like it's not it doesn't have to be like the right. super heavy series it, that's an interesting uh, question um, what do you know what their budgets are when they get to you uh, we ask it on the submission, but it, not everyone has do to. Do they answer. know what their budgets are? What's that? Sometimes they don't get. So, they, do they know? Do they like come with sponsorships <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that? Sometimes. Um, it depends. So, if if it's a if it's a cause based documentary, a lot of time you can find some funding for yeah. people donating to your film. For a narrative, if you're just making a comedy, usually it's like Nothing. if you're if you're fundraising for an indie comedy like that it's usually like a kickstarter and yeah. mm -hmm. if you get like one pretty good actor or comedian then sometimes you can get some nice sure. like uh you know nice attraction with some fundraising on that side but uh yeah they we ask what their budget is and that does go into it a little bit um but you can tell like we can we can under like just like all of the team comes from a production background so you can see um that they were like what a group of filmmakers was able to do with not that much, um, regardless of what they say their budget is. Because even sometimes we recommend filmmakers not telling people what their budget yes, is, even though we ask, but then we're like, but don't tell anybody. Right, else. right. <laughs> it determines what people preconceive about it and stuff like that. For distribution, it, it hurts your leverage negotiating when they're like, well, you only made it for $50,000. Why do you want $5 million? It's like, well, because it's worth $5 million. <laughs> <laughs> to you, man. I think uh, there's something really beautiful when it is such a scrappy budget. That's when you have the folks that are kind of creating something out of nothing. Yeah, and, and struggle in general, like life or art, it, it usually breeds some type of excellence. If you have to struggle through something, you're going to be like, you know, the, the end product is going to be better just because even if it's just internally better, but usually it's even actually for other people, it ends up being better if somebody had to struggle through it. Um, and in the film world, like, you know, you can see that with people like the Christopher Nolans and stuff where they, and he still makes amazing films, but now he's like, has an unlimited bank account. And there's something a little different about his filmmaking, you know, where it's just like, yeah. before you could feel, like with Memento, you could feel that, that like what he had to do. Well, the to lighting, right? Could be special. just the money, the funds you get from lighting could be scrappy versus getting yeah. Yeah, the great piece and the scrappiness might've brought something else out of it. Yeah, yeah, right? there, yeah, there's a raw rawness to certain things. And yeah, I think even if like a, a traditional artist that's painting the ones that are internally struggling and it's sad for them mentally that they are, but they are gonna produce, you know, when they go through the struggle, they're gonna produce something that's gonna be like a little bit more charging to the people that are looking at it, you know. So I, I work a lot with um, influence, influencers, so social influencers, and you know, now everyone can be an artist because they have a camera, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd love your thoughts kind of on that space, you know? Uh, what are your thoughts on things like taking video and creating content as uh, maybe a not-so-polished artist? What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think that self-expression is awesome, so it's cool for people to do it. Um, I think that on the other side, 
viewing social media is is an addictive practice, so it needs to be like taken pretty like seriously at this point, which is it's weird to say that, but it is, and I'm like only thinking of that now because I have a child, and it's like, damn oh, it, yes. like, like how am I going to keep, yeah, like, how am I going to keep <laughs> this kid from just being addicted to their phone, you know? And it's it's a real challenge to to like to think about because you see. I think even five years ago, parents were like, oh, no, that, that's not going to happen. It'll be fine. But it's like a real issue where uh, kids may not know how to communicate or like express yeah. themselves outside of uh, that weird little virtual world, you know? Um, no, but on the content side, uh, it just makes it harder for um, like teams and organizations like Indie Street to, because there's so much more content. Uh, to curate, but it makes curating even more important. So like f the films at our film festival, we all put a lot of care into bringing them in. Um, and no, I, I, hardly anyone from the Red Bank community would probably even know about any of these films if they didn't come to the film festival. And a lot of them are like just high quality, really important films that, um, that we're bringing in. So it's, it just makes curation a little bit more important, but I'm all about like people trying any type of Art, art or creative expression, you know? I, I was recently on a shoot where um, the film crew, uh, they were freelancers, and after the fact, I found out that they actually all found each other through Instagram. See, I mean, it's, it's uh, and that's, it is certainly connective, so it's not something that, like, I don't think even the people that are the most anti think that there's not a place for it, um, because it does keep keep human beings connected in a, in a way that we've never had the opportunity to do. Um, so if it can be done in a in a like a, a way that's not going to like keep people in that space forever, like I guess even things like bullying, it's like there's no escape from certain negative things if you are addicted to it, you know. And that's that becomes like it's a little bit scary, you know. So it, there's a lot of good good parts about it uh, where you can find people, partners, partners in business, mm -hmm. partners in creation. Um, but but yeah, there's just. I don't have the answer to that to that to the problem, but uh, my answer is like bring my my daughter to Costa Rica and maybe never come back. No. <laughs> cool, let's all go. Um, are you finding that kind of artists are maybe getting their start or like trying stuff out? Yeah, leveraging things like that. Um, one hundred percent. I mean, and like, what's there's the uh, the anonymity uh, gives people a little bit more courage sometimes. I think like you, they can make a an account that's just for their art and just kind of like see how it goes, you know, like, are people going to like this? And for me, like, the creation of a piece of art, whether it's on Instagram or a, a piece of writing or anything, it's self-rewarding. So even if anybody, as long as they, like, the artist doesn't take it personally, if they're experimenting with something like that, like, yeah, just do it. Just, An artist not taking it personally. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Are there? Are there? Anyway. It, it's hard. No, it's it's and and that becomes the the question for that artist if they don't want to put themselves out there or like and it, a lot of times people just become perfectionists with their art. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's a that's a little bit of a different uh, different beast of a conversation too. You know. So I'm assuming every this is open to everybody. I mean, maybe the people who <laughs> I just can't refuse it. People who believe that. Uh, you know, that George Washington took over JFK Airport. Uh, maybe they they don't fall in there, but um, no, Cassie. Actually, I was bringing you on, so sit down over there. Wait, no, 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 no. You're getting on. Yeah. I won't. I won't post it. Get over there. I won't post it. Aggie, get her in the microphone. So <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Sit down. Yes, the uh, no, no. Wait, hold on, gotcha. you, no, no. Oh, Cassie, here, get in there. Come on, Cassie. What do I have to <laughs> okay, this is this is okay. This is a perfect example of people not knowing how to interact because they're on social media all day. We're talking now, okay? Okay, Slam. you kids, you kids. I'm look. I can do to get off my own lawn stuff. Um, Cassie, how are you? Lean in. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, you are part of a company. What's the name of your company? Social Sidekick. Social Sidekick. And how do you know Jay? Uh, actually, through the Indie Street Film Festival, I used to work at Two River Theater. Okay. The marketing department, and uh, he just got connected with me that way because I was doing the um, PR for the theater. Okay. So we just got connected that way, and then uh, he reached out to me this year to help out. Okay. And you've been, so this was when, last year, or? Uh, I mean, we've known each other for four or five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Some like weird going on? Okay, nice woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 and you handle social media, PR, stuff yeah, like that for other companies. Is it Red Bank centric or is it? No, it's all over. I'm based out of Spring Lake, but okay. um, Red Bank is where I started. So Two River was my first client. That's where I kind of started and based out of that. Is Teresa still Teresa's part? Teresa's yeah, my partner. Okay, she's yeah. still part of it. Uh, it's all weird because I did Teresa's 
uh, wedding invitations. And uh, I've known Teresa. I forgot how I met <laughs> Teresa. Yeah, it's all weird. Yes, and she and you used to do stuff for Elegant Bridal or Brenda, right? Um, or I did. Kind of, I did yes. Wrote the blogs for yes. The yes. You would yeah. send them to me. Yeah, it's all really weird. Yeah. Um, so, and what's the name of the uh, what's the website? Uh, socialsidekickmedia.com. Socialsidekickmedia.com. Okay, that was it. That, wait, wait, where are you from? Are you from Jersey? Spring Lake. Spring Lake? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, uh, Ca- and Cassie, just uh, what she was nudging me about was making sure I mentioned. I saw that, which yeah. is why I'm like, no, she, you're coming like, you know, we start talking about, you know, what, what does social media do to the creative process and distribution? And then I'm like, my mind is totally like in a different space. But she's like, don't forget to mention that there's an Oscar award winner coming to the film festival. Oh. <laughs> she is the attorney. <laughs> like, she okay. is the attorney. Okay. Yep, so yep. Uh, is there an Oscar award yes. winning person coming to the film Yes. Cast? Yeah, there is. Oh, actually, now that you bring it up. Yes. Thank you very much for that. Uh, David Rabinowitz, who is a New Jersey-born uh, writer, he is the co-writer of Black Klansman, which won for Best yes. uh, Adapted oh, Screenplay. Uh, so he's coming on Sunday, July 28th, to the Two River Theater. Um, him and I are going to have an hour-long discussion about weird stuff like what we're talking about right now. Um, and then they're going to screen the Black Klansman afterwards for you know people either that want to see it again after they get his take on like how and uh, why it came to be. Um, and that, that whole screening is sponsored, or it's actually a fundraiser for the Jewish Federation uh, in the heart of New Jersey. So it's a $25 um, uh, minimum recommended donation. And you can come and kind of find out what this Jersey guy and how he became an Oscar award winner and then watch Black Klansman. So. Strongly advised $25. Yeah. Okay, as we <laughs> wrap up, what are the dates again? July 24th to July 28th. Okay. You can get... Five-day passes, all access, which gets you into everything with all the fun parties and all the live arts performances. Uh, we also have film buff passes, which is just the films. If okay. you're not into hanging out afterwards and you just want to watch the films, that's totally cool with us, too. Okay. Um, and then we are actually offering daily passes this year because a lot of times people can't come for the whole thing. So you can get it for any one of the days. Um, you can get a pass that gets you into basically everything for that day and the, the nighttime after party to kind of like hang out with the filmmakers and the, and the festival staff and everything. Hmm. Okay. And, and where do people get passes again? Uh, IndieStreetFilmFestival.org. Dot or org. you can follow us on social media at Indie. ST Film Fest. Cassie's approving with her yeah, quotes. See, I, I, I did it. <laughs> I never like, remember well, the social media tags. Well done, hamster. Get in the circle. Go. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to get the hang of it. Yeah, no, no. You're doing <laughs> great. By the way, uh, for the listeners out there, do not tweet me about a promo code, you cheap SOBs. You uh, just get the tickets on your own. No. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'll make a promo no, code. Pe- I'll make a promo code. No, these no, no, let me do it. eating ramen noodles. I know, but let me do it. Twenty. Let's do a 20% off promo code. You just tell me what it is and I'll put it in. No, because then you'll look and you'd be like two people bought a ticket <laughs> that's a no, dude. I look at the data BS give me a regular I, one I hey. give you part of ours alright fine let's do MoCo Arts 20 for any Monmouth County Jesus arts Christ supporters okay say that again MoCo M-O-C-O yeah. Arts A-R-T-S yeah. 20 the number 2 and the number 0 MoCo Arts 20 will get you 20% off any of the uh, passes so like a 5 day pass or a day pass which really like if you get 20% off like the Saturday one is, I think, $50. So now you're talking 40 bucks for as many films as you want to go to see two events where you also get an open bar with some local brewery. Hey. So it's not too oh, shabby, nice. you know. And you listeners could retweet this once in a while for local things. I mean, I'm tired of doing this podcast with asking you for retweets. Mariano doesn't even retweet it once in a while. He does now. I do now. (laughs) I've been been shamed into that. (laughs) Jay, thank you very much. Cassie, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, really appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, we will see you guys at the film festival and all of your seven. Thousand listeners. Uh, <laughs> ish. Yes, you know how men are. We exaggerate no, numbers and sizes yeah. all the time. <laughs> Episode 147. <laughs> it's in the can. Bye. Hello, and welcome back to the Rockstar Podcast. This is the addendum because Mariano just came up with a question suddenly. No, Mariano, I had the question. Ask the question now. i got to add this onto the thing. Go, do it. What's the question? Make it quick, well, Jack. Well, no, I, since uh, I didn't want to take up too much time on the podcast because... You're doing it by yeah, saying yeah, that. So now start over. <laughs> but, oh, fine. Um, so you have a 3D interactive novel co- coming out. I mean, I, I saw that you published a book, Sumeria, and I don't remember what it was, but yeah, it's called Sumer- the Legend of Sumeria. The Legend of it's Sumeria, a hard science graphic novel. Yeah, uh, the Legend of Sumeria, hard and, science graphic novel. And you now have a, a 3D interactive novel coming out. I'm not 100. So, sure, um, with with that 
uh, graphic novel. I made it with my best friend who is a biomedical engineer and like one of those brains who is, uh, it's crazy. He's, he, he doesn't like when I, uh, you know, toot his horn, but he graduated from Harvard and MIT at the same time to get his PhD and his master's. <laughs> it was like a five-year program. Bijou, right? Bijou, yeah, yeah, yeah Bijou yeah. Paracodon. Um, so him and I, uh, have been friends since since college, undergraduate. We've traveled together. And, you keep them uh, real. Like, I, you, I mean, you keep them real. <laughs> I, I basically just come up with the strangest things that I can think of, and then he finds out if it's scientifically possible. You know, so like that's kind of where the you know we talk we talk, and he brings all the discussion down to like layman level, and uh, we kind of talk about the future and how how we might be able to like solve certain problems. So like this this uh, graphic novel is a kind of a dystopian future about what happens when. Uh, our genetic data gets tied into social media and tied into your like internet experience. The chip in the brain. So mm -hmm. it's so it's it's not even you. Know, so you do in this technology, you do have a chip that's more just for security, but it's more so. Um, tricking or even if it is true, like telling the general population, we know what your genetic data is and anyone with that genetic code wants X, Y, and Z. So you're, you get marketed to based on your genetic code. Like it, it you can kind of like skew health things that are like, okay, like it becomes even more influential than any other marketing that there possibly could be because it's directed exactly to your genetic code. Wow. And because yes. of that, you can kind of like governments and whoever else, actually the company, which is called Naima, and the network is called the Seek Network, they can move mountains in like minutes because they can be like, you know, your genetic code says you should do this. And people are like, oh, of course I should do it. Like, wow. you know, like it's everything else has been like moving well. So that's the premise behind it. Then there's like a, a few human stories of people that are like trying to navigate through it. Um, and then the 3D is uh, it's still a work in progress, yes. right, <laughs> It's right. still a work in progress, but it's a company that uh, we started, him, Bijou, myself, and uh, Zach Lieberman, who's another kind of creative designer and also has a graphic novel. Um, so we created this sort of uh, 3D application together that is, takes- is that the Zindo app? Zindo, yeah. yeah. So um, I think what we're finding though, as we're creating it, that it's a little, the book itself is a too dense and too long form. Uh -huh. So I think we're just gonna create a few uh, experiences that are like quicker and that people can get a feel for the science and kind of introduce them to it because it's uh, people on the, when they're on their tablet, they just, for some reason, can't sit through like a two or three hour thing. It's just doesn't happen. But if you have a comic book or a graphic novel, like they're getting, they're ready for, mm -hmm. for like a dive deep into it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of the direction it's going. Zindo, the application kind of is like a a PowerPoint on crack. It, it takes Photoshop uh, documents and takes the layers and then makes them parallax so you can see the 3D oh, yeah, feel yeah. Oh, yeah. and you can put 3D models in there. So for our book, it's really cool because if there's like something we're talking about about a cell, you can, you know, just navigate through and it'll like pop up a cell and then you can spin the cell around and do other stuff. Well, I don't understand what the hell just happened in the past five minutes because you <laughs> talked about all kinds of funky stuff, but we have to wrap. We're yep. <laughs> Back out of the can and in the can. Thank you for the addendum, Mariano. Where, where can people find these books? Just so yes. Way. Oh, legendofsumeria.com. I thank you guys so much. I mean, I, I didn't uh, mean to promote that, that thing also. This is more about the film festival that's coming up, but I really appreciate you guys uh, having interest in all the weird stuff I'm doing. Yeah, we just take cash. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was fun. All right, episode 147 is in the can again. Bye. <laughs>